Welcome to the My Muy Bueno Chefs Get Personal podcast. I'm your host, Justine Murphy, founder and CEO of My Muy Bueno. I'll be interviewing a different chef each fortnight, but asking the very same questions and their answers are all very different, which is what makes each interview so inspiring. A very big welcome back, everyone. Hope you are all good. Time is flying on by and here we are with yet another awesome chef this time. It is, oh my goodness, the very, very, very talented, super humble, super lovely Sven Vasma. He is amazing. My goodness, I had the best time earlier this year visiting Switzerland for the first time ever and being able to stay at Bad Regaz where I enjoyed the thermal pool and the most beautiful suite and it was just amazing. And then going to eat at Sven's restaurants, both restaurants were incredible. But of course, the main one, the star of the show, the one I was there to review, of course, for my We Bueno visits was Memories. And wow, I mean, Memories indeed, what an experience, just the most beautiful ingredients, the most wonderful flavors, but ingredients, you know, such as fir, pine, you know, really alpine mountain ingredients, which of course pay homage to Switzerland. Uh, Yeah, please go and read the review. I had a really fantastic time. I look forward to going again in the future. Sven is super lovely and it's a really tremendous interview. So I hope you all enjoy it. I'll stop yapping now and let's go into this interview with the incredible chef, That is Sven Vasma, everyone. So here we are, Sven Vasma. Oh, right (laughs) pronouncing. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Because it's not an easy one, so. It's not. Thanks. Everyone knows that I did ask you many times before (laughs) to get it right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for this interview. Very excited to be here. Likewise, pleasure meeting you. You too. Sven, how old are you? I turned 36. Wow! You've accomplished so much. When did you turn 36? Last uh, Christmas. Oh, wow. Okay, fantastic. Well, happy birthday for then. And uh, Christmas and birthday, all at the same time. And lots of celebrations from the back of last year, but we'll cover more later. So how old were you when you first started cooking professionally? I was uh, 16 years old, yeah. Because in Switzerland, the kind of system is a bit differently. So you go to your school and then afterwards you choose either through college or you go to do an apprentice. So I choose the way uh, to do an apprentice and start working right away because I felt like to become a chef or a cook was like the right move. Okay, fantastic. You always had that passion instilled in you then from a young age? Yeah, really from a really young age. That's quite a bit stereotypically but uh, I was really all the time wandering around in the kitchen around my mother. Okay. And uh, I had the privilege to grow up on the countryside, so with a, a huge garden in the back. My grandma too, so we had our own uh, different cherry trees, apple trees, wow. plums, you call it, you know, all the berries and oh all the vegetables growing. So you were inspired. So, it was yeah, all so around for me, you. it kind of was normal going out into the garden okay. and do the work for it. And then you pick the fruits or the vegetables, whatever. Fruits you know. of your labor, yes. basically. Yeah. Wow. So food has been always something quite central in okay. our family as well, like the social part to come together, to yes. sit together, yes. to have discussion, have uh, fresh cooked food. Yes, to break bread. Yeah. As it were. For example. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Okay. What was your 
earliest and fondest first memory of food? Mm. I think there was like one meal from my mom. It's between mom and grandma, you know, they're both okay. great cooks. Okay. If you could pick one thing though that really kind of you have such a great memory about. So I'm gonna we'll sort of that later because there's gonna be a link between memories, yeah. the name of your restaurant and then. I, it's hard for me to pick one, you know. But you mean out of my early ages when I was young, what yeah. really moved me to? Or just all the very first dish. Or like, for really, the very yeah. first dish, what like, I had, like somewhere. Yes. It's actually funny. There's nothing really clear. Okay. In a way. Okay. But still, I think some of the home cooking from my mom, it's really what gave me, in a way, the kind of, of safety feeling, in a way. Uh, comforting. Comfort. And love yes. And, okay. I think I would say it's more in that direction. I was always interested about food. So that's why, you know, I was soaking up so much over the years so there's it's hard to say you know that's that dish point one thing yeah i mean it would be just kind of more like name dropping what sort of things did you eat when you were young what sort of dishes did your mum cook that you loved yeah she did like a mixture of yeah really comfort food like you know for example that is that kind of pastita how we call it. it's like a shoe pastry kind of thing what you fill with a with a meat kind of okay. ragu with lots of veg Yum. in it okay. like very yummy food you know a bit okay. more like classical i would say crossover from france influenced even like knöpfle for example like some swiss kind of dumplings you know uh, okay, yummy with a nice sauce and mm. some uh, roasted onions uh, very very simple things in a way yeah. you know but simple but homely and comfortable. yes and fresh and... made and made from with good products you know okay okay lovely which chefs inspire you most and why i think there is of course, we're in a recipe. Okay. In a way, because I think he really showed us to take care about your environment. He really showed us, okay, you should care about what you're having around, like the kind going out, four inching movement. I mean, it really comes out of this cuisine. Yeah. Another one, uh, always looking up for it is Daniel Hum. He has gone through so many different steps yes. in his career and he was always like transparent to share that with us. So I think on that side, I picked up a lot of it as well. Okay. I'm still impressed of uh, Francien. I mean, how he's, oh ru how he's running. Have you eaten Yes. It's still, still one Amazing. of my best meals what I had. Meat, you know? I mean, incredible. It's the whole experience, everything is like what blew, really blew my mind. It's, when I get asked, you know, what, what was your best meal still? And it's always Francien. I always say to people, it's always for me, I was at the counter. It's like watching a ballet. I yeah. mean, just incredible. Yeah. The teamwork, yeah. how they, I mean, it's just something else. Yes. Each chef, what I worked with, for example, as well, Andreas, I mean, you take on something, you of know. Of course. It's funny, you know, over the years you realize as well, it's not only the industry what inspires you, it's, it's as well like the outside or other personality what I could met through, the, through my years okay. at work. So, yeah. Okay, nice. Great. What are your two favorite cookbooks and why? Uh, it's for sure uh, mine. <laughs> but, <laughs> Good answer. But what, what, what just came out, you know, my <laughs> my Alpine cuisine. It's unfortunately right now at the beginning just in German. So, okay. but I'm working on uh, to get it published in English too. Okay, so, yes. great. I want to copy that. When, when it's in English, <laughs> and, I want to. Um, I love the book from Mugaritz. Okay. From Antonio. I love great. it. Great. It's still one of that book, what I like to see and to read the recipes because of the techniques. It's so interesting. There is uh, 
some other ones as well, like No Mother First Cookbook or Fabican, you know, they're t- for me like timeless pieces. I just like grabbing those books and, and go through it, you know, because it feels like timeless. Wonderful. They come up again and again in the interviews. So it's across yeah. the board. They That's keep true. on inspiring. Yeah. It's yeah. wonderful. Which two ingredients could you not live without? Mm, it's for sure pine. Wow. And for me, a little bit more like overall dairy products. Okay, fantastic. Pine. Interesting. Yeah. Give me a hint about tomorrow for the menu <laughs> then. It's going to be wonderful. Excited. What is your favorite comfort food to cook at home? Very quick, good pasta. And I have to say, I love just opening up the fridge and see what's left over and you do something out of it. Nice. Okay. Love it. If you could eat at any Michelin star restaurant in the world today, where would it be and why? There's actually two. So it would be one in New York, EMP, because I haven't been. And now they changed completely plant-based. Uh, plant yes. So very interesting. And the other one would be like in Singapore, restaurant Sen. Because I'm just curious because they opened up and they went like right away as well with three stars in. Yes. And it's just insane how he managed to do that. You know, that Francien group is going crazy. It's, you know, um, it's nuts. Amazing. Well, they've got well, the one in London now, the Francien Studio, which yes. is a combination in which I went there when it opened on opening day. And it's incredible because it's a combination of both influences. It's a bistro a la carte menu. Yep. But you still have, you have a little bit of both and it's so nice. They're doing very clever things. That's true because that's what you want those days, you know. Of course, yeah, exactly. It's not always that you want to sit down, have the full experience. A massively long tasting Yes, so sometimes you just want to wander in the menu and pick out some things and it needs to be on on the highest level, you know, so. Couldn't agree more. Fantastic. And who would you be taking as your guest? From a chef side or anyone? Anyone. Anyone. Oh, gosh. I always had like one dream, okay. but it's it's done as well to cook for. It was Roger Federer. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and now he becomes a kind of a regular guest. So ah. he has been a couple of times now with us. Amazing. That's actually funny to share. Great. Is there another personality? I mean, uh, yes. Is that your personality? Yeah. I don't know. I'm actually very looking forward to cook for my kids the full menu. Wow. Okay. I'm actually really, really, yeah, when they're a bit older to sit down and have full experience at my restaurant. I'm actually really looking forward for that one. Oh my goodness. They're going to love it. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I How old are your children now? uh, It's uh, the biggest one is five now and uh, the little one turns uh, one. Okay. Yeah, in a month. So in a few few years down yeah. the line. I think the biggest one, maybe one year, I can yeah. start with with a little right, tasting. Yeah, because yeah. he really loves food, so he's always hanging out with me in the kitchen at oh, home, and he goes out with me foraging, and uh, he knows a lot about about food already. So he's gonna uh, love and appreciate all of I it. I hope so. That's why I'm so wondering how they react when I'm actually cooking a tasting menu for them, you know, yeah. a full meal. So but like, finally, oh. it'll probably connect all the dots, though, yes, the puzzle yes. pieces. Like, yes. Daddy does all of these yeah. things, but we've never experienced it. Yeah, and then to true. finally yeah. do so is yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. Love that. Great. What do you look for in a good chef? First time when I met a chef, it's always about the feeling, kind of how his aura works, his vibe, you know, it's always about passion as well yes. and I try to compare a little bit how my other team members are okay so they always should fit in so the right balance yes yeah yeah okay so not necessarily what's on their CV no. if they've worked for another Michelin restaurant no. you don't care for those no. things no I mean it's uh, 
a couple of years ago. I mean, you could give a bit more a word on, on it when, when you saw like the kind of CV, okay, he worked at this and this restaurant. Okay. So many, but those days, I think uh, it's not necessary. It's, it's more about the character and, and the person on its own, you know, especially for my restaurant because it's an open restaurant. There's no boundaries, no barriers. So okay. it's something different to what we do as well. I mean, Swiss Alpine cuisine, how we cook, how we, how I think our gastronomic scene should be, it's completely different to others. Yeah. Okay. So it means, uh, it's, it's for me, important. for me, it's the reference. It's not really that necessarily, yeah. uh, that they worked at the right other, person, yeah, right yeah. individual. Yeah. Love it. What advice would you give to chefs starting their career path now? I think most important is they need to be passionate about it and do it with love. I think that's the most important. When you start and you realize you have no passion, no love for it, other things count, then please just stop. Yeah, don't do waste don't, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't waste your time. Cause... Yeah. Okay, good. How has the pandemic affected your restaurant and how did you adapt and evolve throughout? I mean, the pandemic was quite a big shock at the beginning, you know, for all of us. I mean, worldwide, everything shut down. Uh, mm. Here the same. When did you join here? Because 219, they did the yeah, big refurb two, here. Yeah, and like, then, yeah boom, some, the summer 219. So I started like, it was seven months. We opened up and then that came, you know, and I thought like, okay, that's it. You know, you did put so much effort into your concepts and it's, it's gone. It's done. But uh, we were very happy after uh, three months of closure. Okay. We were like allowed to have uh, hotel guests again. So we decided to open up the restaurant Wonderful. again. And, and then to be honest, we were super crazy. Amazing. We were yeah. like busy uh, day in and day out. So Fantastic. Yeah. But uh, as I said, I really realized, okay, we have to change something in our industry. I thought like our industry worked for the last 25, 30 years, always the same. And I was like, no, no way. All the hours, I, everyone just yeah, grinding. I, yes. So I realized now it's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for the team. It's not healthy for our industry. So if we keep going like that, no wonder we don't have any chefs. We don't have any, uh, any hosts anymore, sommeliers. I mean, everything is, starts to die. I, I did a few... Uh, trials on different things and then i decided actually when we came out of covid so i uh, go uh, on a four days week so i closed one more day wow yeah because i realized now we have to break that kind of routine as well and, and now uh, i have a very nice balance in between you know give everyone a little bit more balance in a way yes. but as well i created a day to use for creativity for team building uh, building and as well to have a free restaurant for uh, let's say for events otherwise it was like you have those five days and then you put your free time all the time and do something else i thought no i have to see it a different way and and we we started 22 so when we just came out from covid and it was the best decision because uh, i mean it works out very well yeah incredible and then last so, year was a huge year for you congratulations yeah, crazy. yeah so, thank you three thank stars you. Yeah, Amazing. my second my second son uh, was born, you know, so it's even crazier. <laughs> it's all you know? going it's on like, though. Yeah. Fantastic. 22, 22 was a crazy year. Really. Wonderful. Really great. So can you share any wisdom though from the whole experience with others? And have you changed on the other side of the pandemic? And has your cooking changed? My cooking never changed. Okay. I mean, I always had like that idea, but it's very funny. Actually, I had to leave Switzerland to realize what we have at home, what kind of treasure box we have. Wow. So I, I used to work and live in London 
And then I really? realized, yeah, where in London? It was like at the Via Shanta with Nuno Mendes at Town Hall. Oh my yeah. goodness! Wow. Yes, in Bethnal Green. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But good, good old days. Sure. Yeah. 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 So lots but, of stories then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, no, I really actually realized when I left what we have at home, you know. So. So then I was, yeah, and I appreciated that more. And then, then actually the idea of a Swiss Alpine cuisine was born. And then I was working consistently on it to get it better and and closer and closer. And then it just came like naturally because I don't like to do it with dogmatic things. And I don't want to shout, yeah, and don't want to shout it out like too loud in a way. But of course you have to give it a face. Otherwise the guests don't, don't understand what you're doing. Yeah. And was at the beginning not that easy, you know, so there are like some expectations. Uh, They come into a two Michelin star restaurant in the beginning. Oh, why is there no lobster, no foie gras? I mean, no, we're not working with those kind of products, you know, so. It's a balancing for yourself, trying to keep it all here. It's a surprise as well. It was not not that easy. I mean, I have to say uh, you have to be strong, but I think that's the way of success too. You know, you have to keep to be honest to yourself, do it authentic, the authentic way and and keep going your path. And uh, that's what we actually have done. And as I said, through COVID, it was more like through the pandemic, it was more like that we realized or I realized, no, I want to change the industry. It's actually in my hands to change how I want to see a restaurant has to be run. And that's what we are doing every day. And then right now as well, I mean, the main focus is always about leading the team, leading them in the right direction of allowing us to change the future in a way, how we work, how we see actually work, how we see how we want to cook, how we see to be the best hosts. I mean, that's an ongoing thing, you know, that never should stop. Incredible. And uh, I think that there's the most power what we actually have. Because the funny thing in Switzerland, we have a huge heritage. Our Alpine cuisine heritage, it's endless. You know, it's like that country grew up on farmers, you know, so on dairy products. That means when you look back in the history, like food was always traded through the Alps. That's why we have that many, many influences here. So it's in a way to protect it and be proud of it and share that. So it's yes. not 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 nothing. It's nothing what we uh, bring just forward. up. You know, it's looking back mm. to our roots and to, as I say, to our heritage and be proud of it. And feeling like you have a responsibility to do so to yeah. take that forward. Yeah. yeah, that's why I felt as well when we were third star. It was like for me, it was like that proud moment. Of course, it was like emotionally crazy for myself because looking back twenty years when I started my apprenticeship. Oh, one day you want to be one of the best chefs. You want to have those three stars. And now I'm looking back the the last eight years, they were like crazy. I gave everything to it, you know, yeah. I dedicated every single day just for that goal. That's a sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. But then the second thought was like, wow, I'm giving something back to Switzerland. And that really makes me actually proud. I'm, I'm very thankful that I have the chance or I grew up here. I, I, I'm able to work here to do that restaurant here in Switzerland. So it felt really really like nice to give something back because now uh, the words across the world is about this uh, Swiss Alpine cuisine. So it was a very goosebump moment. Yeah, yeah. sure. It's really special. It's incredible. Yeah. What you've created yeah. is just very inspiring and I'm sure it's going to be inspiring everyone listening. And tomorrow I'm eating at Memories. So I'm very, very excited to have all the pine cuisine and mm-hmm. much more. 
I'm excited when you talk about pine because I, I used to live in Mallorca for 10 years in the Balearic okay. Islands. Okay, yeah. And a good friend of mine, Jaime Vicens, I never forget it. It was the most incredible. He had all these pine trees around yeah. and he made a pine macaroon. Yeah. And it was sensational. And I never I forget it. it. And it's I just like it. genius. Well, I yeah. would never have thought of that. And it was something so special and created yes, a memory. Yeah, yeah, and it really has an own taste and funny, you know, uh, it really belongs to the mountains. Because there's so many different varieties of pines. And even the last one, the like the stone pine, what builds the, the end of what grows in the mountains over 2,000 meters, you know. That's one of a pine type, but gets the oldest wow. end and end, you know. So it's like... Yeah, they like wines almost. Yeah. They have and, the different... The thing is you can use the needles, the woods, the unripe pine cones. There's so much what you can use about it. And, and it's in a way very easy to transport because everybody knows the pine. Yes, of you course. You know, like, of course. there's always that connection. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, everybody knows of pine. Of course, yeah. So and that's why it's funny because uh, a tree has a cycle, you know. Yes. So it means uh, winter time, it's focusing on getting the roots right. more deep down okay. to be alive. Okay. So when you do then something out of the pine, an oil, for example, has a different taste when you do it in the springtime because then it's, it's alive again. He wants to grow. So even you get like a micro different kind of thing. Wow, that's incredible. And, and that's so nice on my dish because that means that dish was that first dish I was stripping down as much as possible. So there's just a plate with a piece of fish and it gets served. And then we come with the sauce. <laughs> I mean, you stripped that back eight years ago. But the first time when I served it, I was, I was shaking even me because I thought like, now I just put it down a perfect cooked fish okay and then you come with the sauce so in a way it was really that thing but made me realize really focusing on best products that the product right yeah stripping down less is more yes just paying homage to the ingredients yes. yeah and it was wow. like that first dish but as well the other part is because the oil changes always a little bit i like that because it never made me or because cooking is, for me, it's not like stereotype of thing. I don't like it precise. Like okay. There's so many, they are like, because yeah, yeah, yeah. then food loses or the products, they lose the soul mm. and, and the fun. Yeah. So, so in a way, I like that, you know. So but, true. But if it's not right, it's a completely mess, you know. Yes. You cannot, but the oil, it's okay when it changes a little. In, because so maybe do you just only work so. with the seasons or do you preserve and then introduce some of the flavours? Yeah. You mix to, in that? I okay. Because okay. we use a lot. To make sure all year but, round you have. Okay. But it's horrible because global warming, it's really crazy. The last two years has been very difficult. Really felt the impact of it. Wow. And you're seeing so it then means, in the produce. No, it's crazy. Wow. Okay. It's completely mess. Normally, I have a calendar. I go out and we pick the shoots, yes. the blossom, the unripe berry, the ripe berry. Now, you have no idea. Blossoms, K. So, for example, last year, we had like at this time, it was even warmer. Yeah. So, the nature started to grow. And then a bit the same like now at the weekend, but yeah. it was even harder. We had like heavy snowstorm, <gasps> minus uh, 10 degrees, and everything was gone. So we had no fruits, no nothing. So we had nothing to go out to pickle or to preserve. So that means my storage right now, it's like it's a piece, it's it's very low. And we don't have like that diversity what we had before. Wow. 
and it's hard it's that's really hard yeah it's, it's just realizing okay it's completely changing and and i always say like you know yeah season and you have a seasonal menu yeah i have a micro seasonal menu because i need to make sure those days it's like okay something starts to and to be honest it makes it for us very hard because how do you plan ahead? Because you have no guarantee. We don't have like those kind of producers, you know. We don't have like guys mm. that go out foraging on the cellar to us. Mm. You have to go with your cheap. Wow. Well, that's it. That's everything for our interview. So thank you so very much, Sven. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having me. And there we have it. I hope you all enjoyed that. I'm sure you did. In fact, that interview, there was a little tidbit extra that he shared. I always have a backup recording going in case there's any problem on the day when it comes to the mics. I always do a backup. And I'd already turned the mics off and had carried on talking with Sven, but my backup was still recording. And we continued chatting and started talking about the fur and the pines. Of course, I'd been inspired years ago by Jaime Vizens over in Mallorca at Ben's Divai his most incredible little macaroon, little pine macaroon. I'd never seen that before, never tasted that before. And those are the ingredients, you know, surrounding Soyer, where, where his restaurant is. And of course, bringing that up with Sven, and then it led to a whole new part of the interview that, of course, wasn't being recorded on the mic. So I was like, wow, hold on. <laughs> we need this. <laughs> I need to share this with you all. So we've had that all edited back into the interview and made it all work. Yeah, I couldn't lose that because it was just so integral to a bit of Sven, really, him on a plate. And that's it for another day, another Mind Move Winner and Chefs Get Personal podcast interview. Hope you're all well, staying cool. And of course, I'll be back in two weeks' time with yet another incredible chef. I think you might know who it is. If you follow my stories and you follow my reviews, you should know because I was in Switzerland to see this chef next, who, um, well, I'm not going to say anything else. You'll just have to tune in to <laughs> hear more. Keep well. Get following my Muy Bueno, following my Muy Bueno chefs, using our hashtag. You know the drill by now. And of course, share the podcast with everyone that you know who you feel would be inspired. Other chefs, foodies, even your mum and dad. I'm sure everyone would love to tune in. There's something for everyone here. Listen, be inspired by these incredible talents and go and eat in their restaurants. So that's it from me. Take care. I'll see you soon.